afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. This is your captain, Ricky Ricardo. All right, welcome everybody to the Swift Kick Podcast, quite possibly the first and only one that will be out there on the airwaves. I'm Alex Hooper. Uh, this podcast is everything that's going on inside and outside the lines of the football pitch. Hey guys, this is Ben Green. Welcome to the podcast. This is our first podcast. I've played footy my whole life. I love the sport. I've coached college footy. I've played college soccer, um, high school you know, the works. Um, we're really excited to share our experiences with soccer with you guys and what we think is going on, especially with the World Cup coming up. Absolutely. And we're just going to keep it really loose. Uh, I'm Alex. Like I said, I pretty much have known Ben, I don't know, more than 10 years now. We played footy together, uh, played in England and Germany, and uh, got recruited for college and stuff. But uh, now I just talk about it and watch it. Just yeah. like and, and more importantly, we've had many a beer yelling at the TV, watching people frustrated <laughs> that's right mostly england if uh if you can't tell at all we both uh we're both half english half american so we uh we have the three lions on our shirt all the time we always root for them first and uh usa is always kind of a close second uh but yeah very very frustrating being a fan of both teams i would say yeah are the u.s in the world cup no, uh, no. I, I didn't think so. Okay. I just wanted to clarify that. For Fair esteemed enough. listeners, I don't think they made the World Cup, just so you guys know. You get great insight like that. <laughs> yes. Breaking news already on the first podcast. Uh, speaking of news, let's uh, start with a couple stories I found earlier this morning. We've got uh, Marcus Harm. He's a reporter for ZDF Sport over in Germany. Uh, he's saying that the Qatar World Cup in 2022 will no longer be a 48-team World Cup. They're going to stick with 32 teams, um, which I, looking at like Reddit and things like that, it's kind of uh, been been a happy story. They uh, a lot of people saying that 48 teams is just simply too many. Ben, what do you think? I don't know. It, it is and it isn't. I feel like that would add a serious dynamic to like the teams like Wales, you know, yeah. never get a shot. And then all of a sudden come out. I think you'd get that dark horse coming through uh, winning games, but it, it would be a lot of soccer to, to cover. Yeah, it'd be, I think it'd be such a, just a, I mean, especially in Qatar, you know, you think about that many games in a, such a small nation. Uh, so hot as well. Um, I think the biggest argument was that it would be, it would dilute, the tournament, you know, there'd be so many teams and fans and everything that it would just almost become too hard to watch. There'd be too much to watch if that's uh, ever a problem, really, for anyone that's a true soccer fan. Um, but then at the same time, it's like, you know, it only happens every four years. Would it really be too much of a problem? You know, I think people would still get pretty excited about it. Um, but personally, I like 32 teams. It's a it's a big enough tournament, and it brings enough competition for everyone. You know, all the all the qualifiers and everything beforehand. I do think there's an element of tradition that goes with the 32 team tournament. I will also say, I mean, if you're going to make changes, the time to do it is in the Qatar World Cup because of all of the issues they have going on. For starters, it is so hot. Like playing playing there. And but right. also they right. they're under like investigation for forced labor. The yeah. workers aren't you know like there's yeah. there's human rights issues going on over there. Are they playing the games at night? Is that what I remember hearing? Uh, they I think they want to try and switch it to like a, a wintertime World Cup, or they want to 
play more games at night. I my I tell everyone I remember the uh, the beginning, the their first pitch for the the world getting the World Cup. They wanted to build a giant floating cloud that would go above a stadium. Uh, and it would literally just hover there, which I thought was great until, you know, the giant floating cloud no longer floats somehow and accidentally falls. And, you know, there we go. Hang on. Told what disaster. do you mean a giant floating cloud? <laughs> so it would like, be picture like a, a hovering cloud, I guess, would be a better description. Like a, it literally it would be almost a detached roof that just had flying blades on it that would cool the field. That's that's ridiculous. That is also <laughs> something like an evil dictator would do in a cartoon. Um, exactly. So, what do you use that for afterwards? <laughs> hey, do you guys want to go look at that floating cloud? No. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't ever rain. <laughs> I, I did see that the average weather during the daytime in Qatar in June yeah. is 120 yeah. degrees Fahrenheit. It's just insane. That is ridiculous. And it yeah. doesn't go below 86. 86 is like, I'm out. I don't even yeah. feel like playing today. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I need an IV. I'm dehydrated. I'm going to puke a little. And yeah. I'm not playing. Um, but 120 degrees, like, I will say, that will probably fare some of those hotter countries a little bit better. But, like, that's just not, I don't know, that's crazy. The yeah, floating cloud isn't going to fix that. A little, little bit of shade. Go play in the shade. And then do you see um, that article on... Uh, FIFA changing up the ranking system? Yeah, so basically they want to, uh, they're going to put a minimal value on friendlies and more of a value on knockout wins. And uh, they also, they're not going to like penalize you for losing a knockout match. Um, So this will be good for teams like England, who seem to always get knocked down for playing way too many friendlies. Um, other smaller teams like that it works both ways i think uh like south africa and other teams like that they rose in the rankings really really high uh india went from like 177 to 97 because they just didn't play any friendlies at all and they only played in tournaments that they would win so (laughs) um i think it's awesome you know you know you kind of always take the fifa rankings with a grain of salt every time that anybody says that you know um saying that you're number one in the world is like, okay, but then we come to the World Cup and then you get knocked out in the round of 16 or something like that. And it's like, well, are you really number one? Or were you just, right. you know, you happen to be the best that week. It's almost like a, they should just be like power rankings. It shouldn't be a uh, an actual ranking system. <laughs> you know, I hear something crazy. Their rankings. So I'm looking at the rankings right now. Number one is yep. Germany. Yep. I get it. Brazil's yep. number two. Belgium are three, which is questionable. But like, I'm thinking we have a tournament coming up this month with 32 teams. Yeah. If you are not in this tournament, how are you in the top 32? Right. Exactly. Like it. it again, you know, you take those Football all game. those things with a with a group of, with a grain of salt, rather, because right. Like, if you didn't even make the group stages, then surely you should be, you know, at least 33. <laughs> you know. <laughs> exactly. And Egypt, who are in it, are ranked 45th. Nice. And and they, you know, have most a lot. And right. That should just right. automatically five more places. <laughs> right. He's probably all sorts of worked up after the Liverpool's showing at uh, Champions League. Um, yeah. Chile I, th- I think he's doing uh, – he's back on, like, his, his rehab. He's supposed to be good for the World Cup, so. Yeah. We'll see. Um yeah, the, the FIFA World Rank has always cracked me up because I've got buddies that will argue with me about it and be like, oh, but FIFA rank is 25th. That's pretty good. No, it's not. It's terrible. Yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> like we said, if you're yeah. 25th, it doesn't guarantee that you're going to be in the World Cup. So Right. Right. It, yeah, it doesn't. I think, uh, you know, getting rid of the friendlies kind of helps with that just because who plays their real team in a friendly? I've been to a couple of England friendlies, and I remember being frustrated as a kid because, like, halftime yeah. comes around, yeah. they make 16 subs with 11 players. And, mm-hmm. you, you know, like, it's a completely different team. They're playing their second, third, fourth string to try get some minutes to see what they can do. It's not about winning. It's about developing the future. And yeah. I, I think this kind of adjusts to that. Um, who is it? Who do you think is the most underrated team on this world rankings? You have Portugal right. at four, Switzerland at six, which is crazy. Why are Switzerland, Switzerland six? six? They're better I mean, than France and Spain. Uh, I, don't, I don't know about that one. <laughs> <laughs> Netherlands at 17, Wales 18, England's at 12, which is a bit of a stretch. Um, <laughs> I, don't know, I, I think, think we always get the we always get so much of the benefit of the doubt just because yeah we're in yeah definitely and also <laughs> it, that is like quarterfinal elimination kind of placement so right like, exactly and then like think... uh, Uruguay being fourteen I mean like again I think they sort of hang on the same way as England did yeah they won two World Cups you know when it first started uh, but I just let's see who we got else. Um, Northern Ireland up at 29. Not really sure about that. Uh, that just seems made I, up. Like, yeah, they were like, like oh, I know this name. 42. Scotland almost made the World Cup, and then I think I, they're better than Northern Ireland. Right. So, just, yeah, it gets pretty strange down there. You know, once you get to, like, 49 Cameroon, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking Cameroon and Nigeria is 48. They're in the World Cup. And a lot of people are looking forward to watching them. Egypt, like you said, 45. A lot of, like, the African nations seem to be lower. And some of them are right. very talented teams. So, Right. And you, you know what's going on. Is they're probably all sat at a meeting, like, all right, we have to come up with this ranking. They come up with the top eight. And then they're like, all right, right. dinner's right. about to be served. Can we just phone <laughs> yeah. it in? Yeah. <laughs> and the rest it. are made over drinks. That's <laughs> ah, okay. I like Peru. I saw no, you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> like some guy named Chad is speaking out of his ass. Um, right. So and I guess yeah. too. Well, uh, so like if you talking about like Concacaf, um, say like the U.S., uh, you know they're playing in an actual tournament and they beat I don't know Trinidad and Tobago. That doesn't I guess count. The points don't count as much for that as it would if Trinidad and Tobago beat the U.S. because the U.S. is technically a, quote, better ranked team and a supposedly bigger team. So it would mean more for the Trinidad team to beat them, which I guess is kind of a deterrent, you know, for if you're later in on or about to be knocked out of the tournament or something and you, you want to play your young kids and just you don't care if you throw the game or anything like that. So I guess I guess that's one good point to take away from that as well. Right. And but. At the same time, like Belgium, tiny country, you know what yeah. I mean? Small yeah. squad, third in the world. Why? What have they yeah. won? Like, yeah. They have no track record of really making any impact. I, I you know, they got Fellaini, Sideshow Bob, and I just don't see, I just don't see that, that warranted. I think that's such an overrating. Um, yeah. Portugal, but uh, look forward, look forward to hearing it throughout the entire tournament because I guess it yep. uh, 
it said this whole new system takes over June 14th, which is when the tournament is uh, done. Got it. So are they with as games go and develop to show those power rankings, or is it going to be more of like once a month at their annual meeting, the board will come together and say, okay, I'm... Uh, I think they usually Belgium do make like them... 18. Yeah, I think they have been doing them like every month. Um, I honestly, I haven't. I try not to keep up with them because I don't. I don't think they hold that much weight. I think they're one of those great things that like uh, they're good for ESPN because you know they just love <laughs> love stats. They're, they're like good for the undereducated soccer fan that's like, oh look at this, I found a list. No, this isn't the college football ranking system. This is just a website with yeah. a bunch of teams listed. Right, exactly. It's not nearly as, I mean, I'm sure it's right. a little bit political, but it's not nearly as uh, as ridiculous right. as, like, the BCS, like, making the the college playoff list. And right, like right. Um, I was, you know, I'm still kind of sad that Gigi Buffon's not going to be at the World Cup this year. That's kind of sad. I know, one man. I know. I'm sad that Italy won't even be there. I mean, they just bring they just bring the drama. <laughs> they And the flops. Right. All the dives. So we're going to have to give out like a weekly dive of the week. Yes. We'll tell everyone where to find the video. That's a good way to go. I'm looking at uh, total titles. One, Brazil hold the cake with five, Germany with four, Italy with four, Argentina with two, and Uruguay with two. Then it's France, England, and Spain with one. Yes. It's crazy that only one, two, eight teams have won the World Cup. I'm glad you can count. Dude, math. You're so good at it. Um, but, like, that is – that's wild. Like, only eight teams have won yeah. the World Cup. Yeah. Um, all right. Do you want to go straight into our brackets and talk about where people can find the bracket? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, you've set one up um, through Facebook, correct? Uh, Facebook. And it'll be sent out. The link will we'll tweet it out. All right. Awesome. And that will be uh, at Swift Kicks Podcast. Uh, you can find us on Twitter and the same for Facebook. All right, so let's start with uh, – let's dive right into it to Group A. So we've got Russia, the hosts, uh, Saudi Arabia, Egypt, and Uruguay. Uh, out of this one, I actually have Egypt topping this group and Russia coming in second. Um, Russia, their their best finish in a World Cup was – Back, you'll remember this one, Ben. 1966, good World Cup. Uh, and they I were feel the like Soviet. I was there. <laughs> yes, exactly. Doesn't every doesn't every British kid? I feel like I've. <laughs> it isn't over. It is now. <laughs> uh, but they were like the Soviet Union back then. The only reason that they're in this World Cup is because they are the host. They qualify automatically. Um, you know, I think a a lot of them. A lot of the players, a lot of the fans have a lot of hopes and expectations that, well, fear almost that they won't end up like South Africa did in 2010 and just get knocked out of the first round. And that, you know, can totally deflate a tournament, you know, if the host nation isn't in there, especially in Russia, you know, such a big country. Yeah. Um, but as far as Egypt, I mean, you've got Uruguay, which I think is a really strong team. I mean, you know, they were up in those FIFA rankings, but um, I don't know. Uh, will Luis Suarez be able to carry an entire team? Um, so, and and I think with Egypt, with Mosla, um, I think he'll be, you know, he's a contender for the Ballon d'Or. 
uh, this year. Um, Is he really? So, yeah, yeah, he's a good That's contender great. this year. So he, he brought his – he essentially – I would say he – I mean, a lot of Liverpool fans might might feel differently about this, but I think he, he took that team further than they probably should have gone in the Champions League. Um, and, you know, the way group play happens, uh, I think – I think Egypt has a good shot at coming first. So they've got a tough game. I think they play Uruguay first. Uh, that'll be their that'll be their tough one, I think. And then after that, they beating Saudi Arabia should be easy. Um, and and then again, they have to play uh, Russia. So yeah, I think Saudi Arabia adds a nice dynamic to that because I, I have so I've got Uruguay taking the cake. I've got okay. Egypt in third, Russia coming through in second. Uh, really just beating Saudi Arabia and then tying their way through. Um, you know, this is definitely a group that Putin probably got squared <laughs> away nice and early for him. Um, yeah. But yeah. Uh, Uruguay also have Edinson Cavani, and yes. he is uh, he's really good. And I just think, uh, uh, what's his name? Mohamed said, uh, what's what's, uh, what's his name? Uh, Mo Salah <laughs> on Egypt? Uh, no, yeah, from Liverpool. I yeah. just had two shoulders throughout the year. His season went long, and he was like a one-man show. I think he's going to be too tired. Um, and then, yeah, I just think, uh, you know, Luis Suarez and Edinson Cavani are going to carry that team through that group. Through okay. that group. Um, and then in Group B, I've got Portugal, Spain, Iran, Morocco, um, in that order. Um, I think Portugal are going to take it. Spain are going to float through. Uh, they're always solid, but they're never anything spectacular. Yeah. Um, but I really think you're going to see a big showing from Cristiano this year. He's healthy. He's fit. He's not injured. Um, and they've got some up and coming talent too. They got some good youngsters on the way up. Yeah, and uh, Portugal is always one of. The, I think they've come. They probably come third. What like the past two times or something? I've yeah. been in that game the past few times. Um, uh-huh. You know, you've you've always got. Cristiano Ronaldo that can just change a game on a dime. Like I just think back to that USA game, uh, the last World Cup, where the U.S. was happy and winning two one, and then uh, just a stupid was it Michael Bradley, of course, who messed up, uh, and he, no, the ball <laughs> the ball came out to Ronaldo, and literally just within about two touches, he had crossed the ball perfectly in for them to score uh, and to tie. So they yeah, all he's one of those just never gives those- up. Right. Ronaldo's one of those players that just doesn't not execute. Like, if he has the opportunity, he's going to convert, which is right. something that's so exciting to watch with him. Right. You ever see that video of him playing? It's him in a warehouse working with some uh, exercise scientists. And they're like, they measure his, like, his speed, his vertical, but then they talk about his ability to know where the ball's going to be. Yeah. And, yeah. and they have someone kick a corner to him. And switch the light off, like mid-flight of the ball, and yeah, it just yeah. volleys it in. And then they switch it off before the ball's kicked, and he heads it in. And it's like, well, first off, I'd get smoked in the face with that ball. <laughs> and second off, that's incredible. You know what I mean? Like he, he's unreal. He's a yeah. great player. Yeah, yeah. I'd have a Isn't broken nose too. And it's, it's yeah. Just, and you know, he's incredible. But I mean, the team as a whole is kind of. Uh, I mean, they're one of those teams that they, it, things aren't pretty, but they are super effective. So, um, I have hey, whatever, 
What's that? What happened to What happened to Nani? Is he still a thing? Is he still? You a know, player I don't somewhere? know. <laughs> Find that. There's... I'm gonna look that up quick. Nani, God, there's so many. Oh. Just saying, he's not the number one hit on Google. An Indian <laughs> film named Nani as well. So, uh, just fun fact: you're getting educated as well on this podcast. Yeah. Yep. So Luis Nani. He plays for Lazio. That's pretty good. Yeah. yeah I I, yeah, he, I don't I, think he's traveling, though. No, I don't think so either. Um, who else do I have in this group? So I got Portugal coming second. I actually have Spain coming first, putting them in a round of 16 game with Russia. Um, Spain, you know, they've got like a lot of the old guard. They've got Pique, Ramos, uh, Sergio Busquets, um, I think those guys will be pretty crucial to whether or not they can, you know, get some sort of creative spark to try and try and push through. But I think in the group stage, they'll be okay. Um, Morocco, I think for both Portugal and Spain should be a pretty uh, familiar team that, you know, right there. Um, and then Iran, you know, just want to, I'm, I don't know. I, you know, maybe that could be a shock that comes out of that group because I, I honestly just don't know enough about them. Um, but I just I don't see them making it out of there. So I've got Spain and Russia, and then uh, have Portugal also coming out of this group to play Egypt. So, right, I do think Spain has that the ability. I think Spain will be more successful outside the group. I think Portugal will have a good start. I do think Spain's um, experience on the squad is going to carry them a little bit further. Portugal yeah. are that young team. I think that's going to be exciting at first. They're going to be crushing it. Yeah, and then when it gets time, yeah. like crunch time, I uh, we'll see. You know. Yeah. All right, moving on. We got Group C now. Um, we've got France, Australia, Peru, and Denmark. Uh, in this one, I actually, I guess you could call this my uh, my dark horse group. I've got Australia topping this group. I think that first France versus Australia game. I mean, France always <laughs> has like some sort of emotional blow up during some point of the World Cup. So I think they get it out of the way early. Um, it's usually pretty I, early. Yeah, and I think that it happens uh, in that first game. Australia comes out, you know, we, you could you could say that the Group A, Group B, other than the Portugal versus Spain opening game in Group B, there's not, not many that you're going to be looking forward to. Um, so for something to talk about, I think Australia coming over France in that first game of Group C – on uh, Saturday the 16th is going to be uh, – that would be a good one. I'm, I'm calling it now. You heard it here first. Um, and then <laughs> I've, got, <laughs> I've got France coming in second. Uh, you know, Denmark, that's a, that's a strong team. Uh, Peru, I'd, good luck. You know, congrats on making the World Cup, but you're not going any – you know, the whole, the whole country should celebrate if you get it out of the group. So – I'm sure they would, dude. Just saying, Australia have a goalkeeper named Matt Ryan. <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna. I'm just gonna connect the dots for um, you guys and just point out that you know it might be an Atlanta Falcon. It's technically not preseason <laughs> for football yet. An American um, might be in the World Cup. <laughs> like, not being funny. What do you think that blowout is? Like, let's put ourselves in the minds. Of uh-huh. the France, what's going to happen? Like, is Lloris going to pants Conte and like Conte just doesn't 
money and then they have a huge brawl? Like, what right, does, pop- does it happen at the game or does it happen at practice beforehand? <laughs> On the airplane, someone borrowed like $3 from someone to pick up a drink at the airport and just won't pay him back. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Gerard, that's, let's start that rumor. Gerard likes to borrow money and not pay it back. Yeah, um, that's definitely what's going on. Um, yeah. So I mean, they got their groups. coach uh, Didier Deschamps. <laughs> uh, right, he, I think he won the World Cup in '98 with them, right? I think. But uh, yeah, just I forgot like, about that. I don't know. He's got all this talent with him, but I don't know. You know, at like like every World Cup, they just can the coach manage them and bring them all together because you know, on paper. They're a really good team, and honestly, they should be going in the final or at least the semis. And uh, I don't know. They it, are I, always the biggest letdown. Yeah, I think it depends on how the coach rallies them all together. So who do you have? Right. I have – so in this group, I have I have France taking it, Denmark coming in second, because they're always that team that scores a weird free kick in, like, the <laughs> 85th minute. Uh, Peru in third. I have the, the Kangaroos coming in fourth. Um, Australia coming in fourth. I just never see them perform. Peru, same thing. Like Peru did well to get to where they are, but I don't think they have what it takes. I think Denmark typically have um, the experience to get out of the group. They yeah. never really yeah. do, but I think this is a fairly easy group. And then France should – like if France can't win this group, they have no business <laughs> going right. on. You know what I mean? Like, right. I, I, have them, I have them going pretty far. I mean, you and do then, have um... – Christian Eriksen on Denmark, you know, 26 year old. And I think this is, a, if anything, this will be a tournament where he gets picked up by like a really big club. Um, right. Right. You know, kind of one of those things. So, right. That's, that's a good point. And then, so group D, I think group D is going to be a bit of a easy one as well. You're Argentina, yeah. Iceland, Croatia, Nigeria. I got yep. Nigeria coming yep. in fourth, Croatia, Coming in third, Iceland coming in second, and Argentina winning it. I could see Croatia or Nigeria picking up a win, like yep. their first game, and then just tying out and you know snagging that second place spot. But I, I don't know. Like I want to root for Iceland just because why not? Yeah, um, and and it reminds me of some of our old friends who were <laughs> Division Four. They'll know what that means. You don't need to. Yes, um, but uh, you know, and I think it's Argentina's year. Yeah, yeah, I got um, I got Argentina coming out top, um, and then what I guess I'm really looking forward to in this group is the jerseys in the Croatia versus Nigeria game because Croatia you've got those funky red and white checker square jerseys, and then Nigeria's uh, new kit. Have you seen that? No, I'm looking it up right now. Yeah, I'm it's so like the, it's these awesome like light green and white striped kind of throwbacky kind of jerseys that look pretty awesome. Um, but I have. Uh, who do Those I have? are horrific. Those are so bad. No, Those come on, man. Worst. It's gonna be. It's gonna be an awesome game. Like it's gonna be hard on the eyes, maybe. It's, it's, and you know, especially yeah. if like the field has one of those checkered, you know, or striped patterns in the field, or right? Something like that, it's gonna just be pretty hard, brutal to watch in the eyes. But it's gonna be. Uh, I think it'll be a good game. Uh, I do have yeah. Nigeria actually coming in second. So. Um, Croatia, you know, always, always a strong team. Like you were saying, kind of about Denmark, they are one of those teams that just will, you know, score in the 85th minute, you know, kind of heartbreaker goal. Um, but I don't see them quite making it out of this one. Um, so uh, Nigeria's got John Obi Mikel, um, Wilfred Needy from Leicester, 
Um, I think those who are really going to have to step up, I don't really see them getting much further than out of the group, but I do, I think it'd be fun to see them get out of the group. Um, Iceland, you know, a fan favorite, I guess, um, the smallest nation to ever qualify for the world cup. Um, but you know, I think, I think, uh, they had a good run in 2016 at the Euros. Uh, I don't. I don't see them replicating that this year. So, right. I also think you know this is one of those groups that the names for the commentators are going to be a little yes. bit hard to pronounce. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> so you could do like a, a drinking game out of that game right there. Croatia Nigeria. Every time they say a name wrong, you got to drink. Yeah. Because um, that is going to be a mouthful of a game to yeah. pronounce. Um, I also think Croatia is one of those teams that are so hit and miss. Like I was on the fence putting them in second, but like they're either really strong or just terrible. There's no between. Right. Um, And then, you know, looking forward at group E, Brazil should take that. Um, Oh God. And then, (laughs) right. Like we got Switzerland and Costa Rica was a tough decision for me. Serbia, I have come in fourth. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Anyone that's upset about that, but yeah. I, I took Switzerland in in, in uh, the second place. I think they're one of those teams like Denmark that kind of just snags a spot somehow, and it's always like, oh, yep, that's not upsetting or not really disappointing. Um, but I do think Costa Rica could be tough. I think they'll be fun to watch. Yeah, I've got Costa Rica coming in second simply because of uh, Navas, the average yep. goalkeeper. Uh, I think he'll just keep a minute. Um, you know, like you were saying, you know, they are one of those teams that sort of it's, it's, it's hit or miss. Uh, especially, I feel the same way about Switzerland, too. Like, watching Switzerland kind of come up through some of the Euro tournaments and things like that, they – you know, they can play well, they can really hit their stride or they or they simply don't. Um, right. But with Costa Rica, you know, in 2014, they went to the quarterfinals, I believe. Um, and I think, you know, everybody thought that was pretty impossible. So why not at least get out of the group this time? So I've got them coming in second. And I mean, Brazil, they've <laughs> they've got to win this. I mean, Neymar. You know, I saw uh, a video on Twitter what two days ago. I think he was playing. uh uh, Austria and just, you know, carving through defenses and everything. He looks on fire. So, right. And especially after they broke his spine. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know I mean? Yeah, exactly. Who was that? Was that Germany? Was it? I think that was Germany. So like knee right in the spine. And I remember being like, Oh, gets up. And then it turned <laughs> out he actually had broken his spine. So I'm, I'm a terrible person. I do hope um, that they, uh, they can get over that, that Germany, uh, seven, one score line from the last world cup. <laughs> Yeah, that was that game. That was that game. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's just then, uh, that was a beatdown. <laughs> yeah. And then, All right, so we got Group F. This one, I actually think, it, this was pretty tough for me. I mean, you've got Germany, Mexico, Sweden, and South Korea. So Germany should come out on top here because Germany can have the world's worst team in the world, and somehow they pull it all together come World Cup time, and they're just, you know, this amazing force. But then you've got Mexico, Sweden, and South Korea. And I feel like every single one of those teams is exactly the same in terms <laughs> of skill. Like, they're both kind of physical, kind of quick. Uh, they've got, you know, one or two good playmakers. And they just – they all just play really hard, you know. Um, I don't – who do I have coming out of this? I think I eventually went with Mexico. 
uh, just simply for the North America <laughs> aspect of it. I saw somewhere somebody had written that like Mexico is actually America's team. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, that's um, awesome. Love so it. I kind of, I kind of feel like yeah, I'm, I'm with you. This, so yeah, I have a who got third and fourth. Uh, I would put uh, Sweden third and South Korea fourth. I have the exact same. I have Germany falling in line and doing exactly as they're told by their coach with zero errors. There's no room for errors in Germany. Yeah. Uh, Mexico, I've got you know a clear number two. I think they have the ability to score those scrappy goals. I think they are a fighting yeah. squad. Um, Sweden, I just don't think quite cut it. Same with South Korea, but I do think Mexico. You know, there's so much passion that falls yeah. in Mexico. They'll almost will themselves out of the group stage. Yeah, uh, the, the thing that sucks for Mexico is they have it's kind of like their boogeyman is the uh, they get to the round of sixteen pretty much every World Cup and then they get knocked out. And uh, if you look at it, if they come second, then Brazil would be first in Group E. So they've got Brazil in the in the first knockout round. So Mexico has so that. much. Ta- Mexico have so much talent. Yeah, the thing is though is like all their players play in different leagues. None of them play together. Like yeah. you got a, one or two MLS, a couple in Germany. Yeah, um, and then you got Italy, the rest of them in like Liga MX. Um, right. So Chicharito's at West Ham now. And yeah, then, <laughs> and him, then you have uh, at Benfica. Yeah, you got like Hector Moreno from Real Sociedad. Um, Hector Herrera at Porto. Yep. Yeah, so yeah. I mean they they do have a strong team. It's just uh, if I don't know. If, let's see. Their first game is against Germany. Um, if they can get a point out of that one, that might change things. Um, might force the Germans to kind of play on their heels. So the Germans, I could see the Germans. Yes, I do. Think Hernandez is one of the most underrated strikers out there. I think yeah. he he never scores good goals. He looks like Mike Lowen. You know what I mean? Like, he just gets inside the 18, and he's falls at his foot. Like, oh, I'm just going to pass this into the side netting. Um, yeah. I, so he's a lot of fun to watch. I like him a lot. Kind of sucks that there's no uh, Zlatan for, uh, Dude, for Sweden. I know. That would have been – that would have changed the entire group. It would have flipped it on its head. I think a successful tournament for them would be doing well enough that Ibrahimovic turns on the TV. So Right. And not only that, though – I still think, even though Ibrahimovic isn't playing, he is still a shoe-in for the Golden Boot. <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> he is that good. Dude, have, you seen, have you seen the new World Cup ads? You got Beckham, Zlatan, and yeah. Zidane in the same commercial. And I'm just sitting there like, are they going to hit in a cage? Are they going to play <laughs> just like they used to? Where's Canton off? Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's awesome. Um all right, moving forwards to Group G, I have a bit of a wild card. I got a little carried away, and a little okay. bit of it is directed at one player. Uh, but I got England taking their group, which is unheard of. Yeah. Um, and then in second, I got Panama. I got Panama okay. coming through. I think they've got a lot to fight for. Is this? I, I want to say this is their first World Cup in a long time, if not ever. I do think Belgium are grossly overrated. They have a lot of talent, but I think they have the French curse now. As French is, they are pretty much France's little brother. And then I have uh, Tunisia coming in in fourth. I think Belgium have a ton of talent, but like as a Man United fan, is um, you know I've seen what can happen to a lot of these players. They they're great until they need to be great, and then it just falls apart. Um, England should take this group, 
but it won't be easy. I think Panama and Tunisia will be tough for them. Yeah, I think they'll do best against the best team. They always play down to their opponent, <laughs> they and do. then like, you know what I mean? Like it's like the seventy fifth minute, and it's one one or nil nil, and right. something just gets right. lucky. It's so dramatic, and it you know, I bet like England soccer fans have like the highest blood pressures. <laughs> oh well, I mean, I tell everybody yeah. a story about how uh, I think it was the two thousand and six World Cup. One of the ones where we went out on penalties. So name, pick and name anyone. Um, and the uh, electric bills in England went like had a, a dramatic spike in like the 93rd minute or whatever, um, <laughs> because everybody put on the kettle to put on a cup of tea to try and calm their nerves. Um, so <laughs> we, are, we are a, uh, a worrisome fan. Um, there's a lot of angst that goes into everything about that team. Um, but this year, I mean, I do have them coming second because I think that, you know, history speaks for itself. And so England starts off with Tunisia and I can just see them either. They win this one, like two, one, or they just somehow tie it, you know, one, one and just put themselves in the position where they, they have to beat Panama. They get a good win against Panama. Like you said, are in their first world cup, you know, glad that they're there. Um, but I don't see them getting anywhere. Um, and then, then they have to play Belgium, which at that point you would kind of figure that they're kind of both going neck and neck for one and two. And it depends yeah, that's on a one, one tie. Yep. So I have them coming second, um, which I think sets them up kind of better than coming first, but they come in second. Um, Belgium, I've got them coming first. Uh, you've got De Bruyne who, you know, if you, just when he's on his game, is just honestly one of the better players in the world. But I will say that Belgium um, also has Hazard. And they pretty much, if those two players aren't firing, then that entire team just doesn't fire. So, you know, I guess it all comes up to those two. But in the group stage, I really think that Belgium will kind of start to get things going and they'll be all right. So I've got Belgium first, England second. Um, I think you have something to say about a player on England. No, I was going to talk about uh, Fellaini. Uh, oh, I looked up. Oh, uh, Belgium. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I was I was looking over uh, Belgium's squad and you know Kevin De Bruyne's phenomenal, but like F- Fellaini gets all this praise because he brings a physical edge to the squad. I think that's goal dot com. Yeah. And that I'm just like, no, he doesn't. <laughs> like he's terrible. Like he's just taller. I will say he can bring a ball down, but then he just turns it over. I do think. Um, What's his name? Musa Dembele is nasty. He's so good. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, how can you talk about Belgium and not bring up Lukaku or Eden right. Hazard? Yeah, right. They are, they are a good squad. I just, a, a dark, dark right. horse for the golden boot, too. So. Right. I could see that. And I also think, you know, they're either going to be really, really, really good, which I'm banking that they're not. I think they're going to kind of shoot themselves in the foot and, like, lose to, like, Tunisia or something stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or and they'll go far, or they won't. So we'll we'll see. <laughs> nice. All right. So moving on from that, we got the final group, which is Poland, Senegal, Colombia, and Japan. I have Colombia coming first here, and then to, for for the African nations, I've got uh, Senegal going through second. Um, honestly, a lot of these teams I'm not too familiar with. Um, but I know that Poland, you know, they're kind of 
kind of up there in the seedings, which again, we'll go back to and take everything with a grain of salt, but I don't know. I just, I don't, they're always, they're kind of strong. They're just, you know, one of those very physical teams, but I see Columbia coming out on top here. They seem to always sort of make it to at least around the 16 or possibly the quarterfinals. I think they've got a strong squad. Um, Japan, I just don't see anything coming out of that. Um, so, yeah, that's what I've got. What about you? I got Columbia taking the cake. Um, mm-hmm. And I have is absolute trash. I have them in dead last. Um, but I also want the Senegal. I think they are going to pull something through. They're one of those teams that just scores like one of the top ten goals of the of the yeah. tournament yeah. in the first like and then you don't hear their name again until they lose in like the quarters or something you know uh, japan yeah. be surprising japan are either a really efficient team or they don't show up yeah. um but I, I am going colombia one senegal two japan three poland four i just don't i i think that's actually a much closer group than we realize like i think that is yeah. actually our groups yeah, like um, I said, I don't really know too, too much about all the teams. I mean, I know you got, like, Falcao on uh, Columbia. So you've got one big goal scorer there. Um, James, go ahead. It's like a, is it James or James? I can't remember from Columbia. James, uh, yeah. 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 I think he's, he's damn good. I think he's real good. Then, you know, we move through to the round of 16. That gives us, for me, that's a Uruguay-Spain with Spain beating Uruguay. Mm-hmm. Uh, France-Iceland coming up next with France taking the win there. Brazil-Mexico won by Brazil. England-Senegal, which would be a dream. Uh, with <laughs> England there. Portugal-Russia having Portugal edge over Russia. I think that's where Russia's home field advantage just runs out. Argentina, Denmark, uh, Argentina taking that. Germany, Switzerland, Germany walking across them on that one. And then Colombia and Panama with Colombia winning there. Uh, nice. What do you have around a six? Uh, so I got Egypt, Portugal with Portugal going through there. Uh, Australia, Nigeria, which would be a fun game. I actually, this is where I have Australia making it to the quarters. Um, and then I got Brazil, Australia. Mexico. Dude, there's yeah, no Australia way Australia and Nigeria are going to play. That's awesome. <laughs> call, it, call it here first. <laughs> uh, then I got Brazil, Mexico. Uh, Brazil obviously winning that. Belgium, Senegal. I got Belgium setting up a Brazil, Belgium quarterfinal. Nice one there. Um, Spain, Russia. Got Russia out of that one. Uh, Putin will pay him off. Um, Argentina and France. Hey, got hold Argentina up. Hold going. up. You got What's Spain. <laughs> you have Spain losing to Russia. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. How? By Listen, like own goals, nobody, like nobody thought that South Korea would make it anywhere when it was their World Cup, and they made it all the way to I think, uh, the third place game. So, uh, yeah, they did. They did. Stranger, stranger things have happened. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, then I got Argentina, you, France. That that is going to be a good game. Um, I have Argentina making it out of this one, but could just as easily be France. Um, Germany, Costa Rica, got Germany winning. Colombia, England, I have England winning, setting up a Germany-England quarterfinal, which we will undoubtedly get knocked out on penalties. <laughs> yep, if, if we're lucky. Right. <laughs> so um, and that takes us to the quarterfinals? Yep. So I've got... All right, so uh, quarter... go, yeah, ahead. go ahead. Go All right. So I got Spain, France. That'll be a great game uh, when that happens because I don't have Russia beating anyone. Um, and then I have uh, Brazil and England. Um, 
to make your semifinal, but I do think France will will beat Spain. I think that's where we'll see Spain run out of steam. And then I have uh, Brazil beating England by uh, David Seaman getting chipped on a free kick from Ronaldinho. Um, and then Portugal-Argentina with Argentina winning, Germany-Colombia, and Germany taking over there and kind of starting to run with things. Nice. So I've got uh, Portugal-Australia in the, uh, the match that nobody thought of. Uh, I'll have Portugal going out of that one. Australia, sorry. That, that's, that's the, the end of the ride for you guys. It was a great tournament. Uh, then I got Brazil, Belgium, uh, Brazil winning that one. Um, in the Russia, Argentina game, I have Argentina making it out and then Germany, England. I have England making it over the hump. We will not love it. Be out on this is the year. <laughs> this is the year. <laughs> Either that or a sweeter redemption story would be that we would just win on penalties. That would be, Amazing, Gareth Southgate. If that happens, been out there teaching them to take penalties, telling them to do exactly not what he did, uh, which was get us out in a penalty shootout against Germany. Um, <laughs> that would be amazing. Just, just do anything but what I did. Right. Like, <laughs> is Neuer in goal for Germany? Uh, I want to say yes. Um, yeah, I, doesn't matter. They're going to be good. <laughs> I know. But I, if it comes down to that, I could see an own goal putting England through on that one. Like, yeah. I could just see. You know what I mean? Like, luck has run out for Germany against England. Yeah. Oh, man. And then, so the semifinals, I got France, Brazil in one game, Argentina, Germany in one game. You know, th- those are your powerhouses. I really went with the safe bet there. Uh, Brazil beating France to get to the final. And then I have Argentina toppling uh, Germany giving me a Brazil and Argentina final. All right, I got a sort of similar. I got Portugal and Brazil in the semis and Argentina, England in the other. I have Portugal and Argentina going to the final with Brazil and England in the third place playoff. And honestly, uh, the the Ronaldo-Messi final, I don't know. At that point, I mean, you want to say it'd be great for either one of them. Um, I would think that Messi would come out on top here. Uh, I think it's just yeah, it's his last World Cup. Yeah, that too. He's he's not coming back after this, so he's going to take it. That's why, you know, I, I have them going so far. Actually, yeah. Who did so, who did you say your third place game was? <laughs> Brazil, England. Oh my god! So, so we'll definitely get a David Seaman chip in that one. <laughs> I wouldn't care. <laughs> I'm like. Would have been given up by that point. Honestly, play- honestly, if England makes it to that game, we'll probably still come fourth. So, <laughs> right by default, like they right. won't even play the game. So, <laughs> France and Germany are my third place game, and I feel like Germany would take that game way too seriously. Yes, and France will have hit the self destruct button, may not oh, show up the game. Germany win five now. Um, right. So, let's hear your final. No, I said it's uh, Portugal, Argentina, Messi, Ronaldo. Who's winning? Uh, I think that I think that Messi wins. I think Argentina just has a stronger squad generally when they get to that that point in the tournament. Um, so I think I think it'll be a Messi Messi win. I'm even going to go with a Messi Golden Boot as well. You know that really begs the question of who's better, Nike or Adidas. That that's the only way we will be able to decide is if Ronaldo <laughs> or Messi wins. Who knows? That's right. So I have- <laughs> I've got Argentina beating Brazil. I think Neymar is going to take the golden boot. Um, I think he's going to do really, really well. I don't think they will win, though, and I think it will be heartbreaking, and I kind of am looking forward to that, too. Who, so who is 
who is your dark horse? And for you, you guys that don't know what that means, who is your sleeper? Yeah, I mean, I've got Australia making it to the quarters. I think that is uh, pretty, pretty surprising yeah, for anyone. Uh, if I was to pick somebody that could potentially get a little further, honestly, if Mexico, uh, yeah, if Mexico can beat Brazil or yep. whatever they get through to, if they somehow get top of that group with Germany, um, well, then they'd have to play England. Um yeah, I would say, you know, Mexico has a good shot of getting some. Yeah. They they just have a hump that they have to get over. But, I mean, that's what this tournament's all about is beating the best teams. So, Right. And I, I'm with you. I think I have Mexico as well as one of the sleepers. I, you know, I know a couple of buddies of mine are going to hit me up later and just give me a really hard time for saying that. But yeah. at the same time, like, they haven't performed. They're probably on a similar caliber as England. But at the same time, they just don't have the same path England do to the round of, uh, you know, the quarterfinals. So I right. think if they can make it out of the round of 16, they could find themselves in the semis or potentially the final, but I think they're going to struggle to get out of the round of 16. Yeah. 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 It is. It's just, it's getting over that hump. Um, so like, even if I, like if they came, if they came first in their group, they would either play like a, an England or a Belgium. You would, you would say for them, they could probably beat England because I think anybody can. Um, as much as I have them going to the third place game, you know, my my English heart tells me that they'll probably get out in the quarterfinals. Um, but yeah, I think Mexico, you know, has a shot of making it a little bit further than they probably should. So, right, yeah, definitely. So, Alex, how can people get involved in this? How can we get more people? Because I'd love to see what everyone else is picking. Yeah, absolutely. So, like yeah. I said at the beginning of the show, uh, we are gonna we have a uh, Twitter and a Facebook. It's going to be at Swift Kicks Podcast. Uh, you can find us, like I said, on Twitter, Facebook. Um, maybe even we'll set up an Instagram, but we'll, we'll think about that one. Um, but if you go to the Facebook, Ben, like I said, has set up a uh, like a tournament bracket challenge. Uh, you can just click and join in on that. Uh, we'd love to see so love to see what you guys think uh, who you've got winning uh, you can interact with us there as well um, and the winners of it will uh, will win a t-shirt so how about that that's nice that's good and we'll even ask your size before we buy the shirt for you no just yeah. kidding um, <laughs> I you know Alex looking back at your bracket I do want to point out like you are aware that this is the, the football soccer world cup and not the rugby world cup Australia going that far is an absolute <laughs> stretch but I love it um, yeah so I am excited to see what everyone else brings to the table um, hit us up on Twitter and Facebook and ask us questions we want to hear what you think's going on we want to hear your takes and uh, maybe we'll even set up time for you guys to call in. Um, for me, it's more about what you guys uh, want to know about the game and what there is out there that you could know. Uh, but really, it's about getting excited for the World Cup and sharing the World Cup experience with everyone. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, right now, you know, the, the soccer world is kind of dominated by the World Cup. But uh, in a couple of weeks, we'll have uh, other things to talk about. So if there's anything that you're particularly interested in, just let us know. So I was at Alex. I want to tell you this experience I had the other day because I'm going to bring back up the the salt in the wound of the U.S. not being in the World Cup. I was at a, we'll just say a big chain sports store. Yeah. And I won't name it, but it could be a euphemism. Um, <laughs> and they still have all the U.S. stuff up, like the U.S. is going to the World Cup, and I love it. They were really banking on making some sales <laughs> on the World Cup, and that, that's kind of funny to me. It is kind of sad, but. Um, 
I think, you know, it's kind of a slap in the face that the U.S. soccer needed. I know they are making some efforts to try to change the game in the country. Um, you know, the youth the youth programs just shifted from being uh, their old their, – I can't remember what their old dynamic was, but now they have what's called the grassroots movement of soccer, and they're trying to get as many kids playing at the bottom level as possible. Uh, so I think that will help, uh, you know, build the future, and it's FTK for the kids. Um so we should be seeing some exciting things coming forward out of the U.S. You know, it's a matter of time before the U.S., who dominate in every sport, kind of find 11 players that can compete. Right. Let her just, just figure it out. <laughs> so, right. uh, I mean, I guess, you know, a positive spin on this. Uh, you don't have to spend $20 on a new T-shirt from a big sporting group store that you went to. <laughs> right. And no one's taking a knee. Right. right, like we're not dealing with that. Right. Um, right. <laughs> uh, the other part of that is with um, the, the soccer picture in particular. I was talking to this guy who's actually Russian, and he a very interesting perspective on what's up with U.S. soccer. Is he goes, "You're you're English. You get this. How much passion do you have for English soccer?" I was like, "I love it." And he's like. Did you take school off? I was like, yeah. Because you take work off? I'm like, of course. Well, you don't take it off. You get given it off. And he's like, right. Here, everyone thinks they're from different places and support those teams. So right. No one comes right. behind the U.S. team. Like, you said it uh, best earlier about how Mexico is America's team. Like, there's a ton of people that support Mexico, and I completely get it. Yeah. Um, but, like, at the same time, like, we got, you don't have that love for U.S. soccer like you do for English soccer for me. And there's a lot of that going on. And it just, I think that kind of is a good point. Like, I never really looked at it from that perspective. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of people make this comparison, but it's like uh, over in England and stuff, especially club soccer, but even at an international level, it's uh, the same level of passion as like college football is here, where it's just like nobody really, you know, there's, millions of people that haven't gone to a certain university, but they will cheer on that football team. Like it's no tomorrow. And you know, you just, you don't really understand it. Somebody asks you, Oh, why do you, why do you root for them? And you just go, I don't know. Cause I do like, it's, it's within you. Um, and I think, you know, that's what the world cup and I mean, really all of soccer is about, but especially like leading up to the world cup, that's what a lot of people, you know, they put their hopes on a nation and everything like that in the U S just, Never seems to capture that. I don't know if it's just because of the sheer size or what it is, but they just never do. So hopefully maybe a, a year off from the right. it, up, uh, we can sort of regroup. And like you said, there's a lot of stuff going on in the youth system and uh, bringing up the passion through that way would be a great start. So I, I do want to just explain this to all of you that have never really experienced being an England fan. Being an England fan in the World Cup is like going into a really bad relationship with the understanding <laughs> that you are going to get your heart broken. Yes. It is miserable. Yes. Um, and then, you know, I will say the U.S. is kind of kicking it up a gear with soccer, with um, especially last World Cup, you know, the, all the bars that were showing the games. It, yeah. it was a good vibe to it. I think we're going the right way. It is, it is a disappointment that the U.S. isn't in it. Um, but they would be getting eliminated before the in the group stage anyway, so it's okay. <laughs> All right. And with that, we'll leave it. 
Uh, like I said, you guys can find us on Facebook and Twitter uh, at Split Kicks Podcast. Uh, just let us know what you think of what we've been talking about and what else you want to hear from us. Uh, and yep. we'll try and do this uh, every week for now, and uh, we'll see where it goes from there. Share us, follow us, and subscribe to us. And we'll talk to you soon. Ricky Ricardo.